Hello, hello, everyone. My name is Jack, and you're listening to the Dev90X podcast. That's the Dev90X, not 93X or 87X, 90X, which I'm reminding myself because I've just been sick for the last few days, and I feel like I've lost some time, and uh, I need to make that time back. So it's day 18. And yesterday, I, <laughs> even though I had the best intentions, I, I did end up laying in bed napping for about four hours during the day. As you can probably tell, my voice is still a little bit off and I'm still recovering, but um, I feel so much better today. So that's, that's great. Yesterday, it was like 50-50 could get worse, could get better. I wasn't sure if I was on the down, down or the up or on the hump. Um, but this morning I woke up and I feel like I am on the rebound now, which is great. I've got less, less throaty, more chesty, um, a semi dry cough, about three out of 10 in the wetness scale, (laughs) the cough on the cough moistness scale. Uh, so pretty dry, um, but just my energy, like, you know, when you, when you've got a, an infection in your chest and it just, you just, just lose so much energy. Uh, that's the big thing that's different. I just feel like I've got so much more energy today, which is to me the main thing. Um, not sure if it's COVID. I, I'm not sure if I will test for it either, considering, uh, it doesn't seem to be so bad for me um however (laughs) i do have i can play the uh the detective game a little bit here because i was on on saturday night i mentioned that i went to a party in uluwatu and i did happen to kiss a girl at that party and it just so happened that we were talking and she had verified covid a few weeks ago. So if <laughs> this is so bad, if she gets sick, then it's not COVID. If she doesn't get sick, it's probably COVID. COVID. Either way, it's good because I'm I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine and uh she will be fine as well because it's not that bad. So that is that is a relief. Um Jack's hack. I didn't have a hack for y'all yesterday. And so today I, I cooked up a special hack. Today is a big hack for, for your passwords. Okay. <laughs> so um, everyone, everyone that I know has some level of difficulty with managing their passwords. You know, you, you've either got like a small handful of passwords that you you rotate between uh, or you recycle as you either forget them and have to have to reset them um, or uh, you have uh, you just have some kind of simple method of iterating on a small selection of passwords or maybe you use a password manager either way whatever you do I created a, a method for managing passwords which I call algorithmic passwords. 
so the way that it works is that you take the name of the service that you're creating a password for, you do something tricksy with that name, something tricky, you know, you like take some of the letters, jumble them around, mix them up, whatever. But it's you, you, you create a rule that creates a consistent um, mutation, transformation of the name of that service. You throw in a couple of symbols, you throw in a couple of numbers, you throw in a capital letter, all based on all based on your own rule, and that becomes your password algorithm. I also recommend adding in um, a numerator, so a version control, and I've done this now, and I've actually had to use it uh, for the first time recently, where I have an enumerator that if I'm forced to change my password, it won't break my overall formula or my overall algorithm if they force me to change it and I can't use a previous one. So that's what the enumerator is for. And that's what happened with Instagram recently when they blocked my account and they forced me to change my password. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll just like, I'll just tiptoe between the previous one and the next one as I'm <laughs> continuously breaking their terms of service and downloading all my content for training my AI. Um, no, they wouldn't let me go back to a previously used password. So my enumerator has come in real handy for Instagram. Uh, so the overall structure is you have a repeating part that's always going to be the same. And that part is the part that has like your capital, your number, your symbols and stuff like that. Then you've got a variable part. That's the part that changes depending on the name of the service. Uh, and that's kind of like your code, I guess. Uh, and then you've got your enumerator. So there's three elements to a password algorithm. You want it to be pretty long, actually. I recommend making it more than 10 characters long. Actually, 12. Mine is 12 characters long. And um, also, I recommend that you keep a log file somewhere of variations because, unfortunately... You can't always have, uh, it just doesn't always, uh, uh, you're not always allowed to use what you want to use. Uh, and I've come across this problem a few different times where they'll just ran, just have some random rule that just makes no sense and it's completely different to every other service or web service and password, common password rules and requirements. But they'll just be like, you know, a couple that are just annoyingly different. They won't let you use that symbol that you use or... You know, they require that you that your password is a little bit longer. Um, so I used to have a password that was eight characters long. And there were a few services that had a minimum requirement of nine characters. And then one service that had a minimum requirement of 10 characters. And so that, that was annoying. So I made my, in response to that, I made my formula longer. And now I have fewer problems with it. And also... Um, <clears throat> You know, there's some banking services that I use that don't even allow me to make my own password. And that's where, where the log file kind of comes in handy as well. Um, most people say, why don't you just use a password manager? Uh, and that's a good question. Mainly because I, I like having control of my own authentication. Um, and mostly nowadays I'm using sign in with Google, which is like a, you know, like a trustless method of authenticating myself. Uh, and I think, honestly, that's probably the best 
the best method moving forward into the future. Although it does have, you know, if you lose your device, like if you, if somebody steals your phone or something like that, then there are some security issues that come with that. They can just, if they have access to your phone, then they can just automatically authenticate themselves into whatever they want to authenticate. Um, but overall, I think, yeah, the sign in with Google, sign in with Apple, sign in with Facebook is more secure than using passwords. So I'm transitioning to that. Password manager, I don't need. I have a secure log file that I keep my deep, my variances and I log sensitive data into. And um, <clears throat> yeah, so that's that. The other thing is that you have to use a, a two-factor authenticator called Authy. Um, I'm not sure if there's another competitor to Authy at the moment, but basically what happens is that if you save your two-factor authentication codes in Google Authenticator or something like that, they're not stored in the cloud, they're just stored on your device. And so if you lose your device, and if you've done this, then you know exactly how annoying this is. <laughs> you basically lose access to your accounts and you have to go through customer service to prove your identity to get them to, uh, to help you gain access to your accounts again. Really common thing with crypto at the moment because a lot of people have two-factor two, two authentication protecting their crypto accounts and uh, they, yeah, <laughs> if you lose your phone or it's stolen or what have you, then yeah, you can, can easily lose access to all those accounts. So use Authy. That's the one that I recommend. All right, that's my hack. Uh, I also have a course on this on Udemy. It's called uh, Algorithmic Passwords. Just, just type in, uh, sorry, it's called Unhackable. A guide to algorithmic passwords. So just type in unhackable and that'll come up on Udemy. Progress update. As I said, I was sick. <laughs> Please forgive me. Um, yeah, I, I spent a lot of time sleeping and recovering yesterday. So I don't have a lot of progress. Although I do have a couple of things. Uh, number one is I finished my first audiobook. Um, this one called Swift, Beginner's Guide, Intermediate Guide, Advanced Strategies Guide, three books in one. And it was absolutely terrible. I, I'm just, I just, I can't, I can't help but say that it was bad. And the reason it was bad is because the narrator was an AI narrator. So robot voice, human voice, but robot voice, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> the same exact enunciation, the same exact pronunciation on words, the same exact pause between words, the same annoying optimistic sound for every single word. Uh, <laughs> and not only that, that really takes you out of the immersion when, when, <laughs> when it just sounds like uh, you're in some kind of dystopian reality and you're being narrated to by an AI. But... It also just had a lot of content missing from the audio version. It would often say, uh, an image is provided in the written version of this book, or an example is provided in the written version of this book. And towards the end, it was saying that like every 30 seconds, it's like a little explanation, and then an example is provided in the written version of this book. And it would be talking about the code in that example without talking about the example itself, or without, you know, it's just, it was horrible. So, um, I returned it and 
lucky for me, it looks like Amazon has reinstated my account privileges for returning audiobooks. So that's cool. I got my credit back. Podcasts, one. Audiobooks, zero. Not to say that I'm not going to try audiobooks again, but that one was horrible. And that was like the best rating, best review book that I could find. So it looks like a lot of those reviews must be fake, which is a little annoying. Um, I also, again, I'm still at the like base of the mountain when it comes to iOS development. There's a lot of things to learn. There's also a lot of things to kind of catch up on. And the materials that people are talking about, the things that people are talking about vary in terms of their relevance now. For example, you had different UI structures, different ways of building UI in, in iPhone apps. Um, and the most recent method or framework, I guess you would call it, is Swift UI. And from my very beginner level understanding right now, Swift UI, is, it's replacing something that's similar to um, Flexbox, like CSS Flexbox on the web. And so that, that's sort of what it used to be like. It used to be this kind of like Flexbox structure that people would use all the time. And now Swift UI is a more intuitive uh, method. I wouldn't be able to explain it without having some experience working with it. So I'm going to kind of just leave it at that. But some people are teaching about you know, the old ways of doing things. Some people are teaching about the new ways of doing things. And I'm trying to f find my bearings, I, I suppose. Um, you know, I'm at like the base of the mountain and, you know, you're, I'm about to go on this journey and I'm like going to all the shops and I'm like stocking up and I'm like asking people like, what's ahead of me? What's, what lies on the mountain? And, and they're saying, oh, you need this, you need walking sticks, you need these shoes, you need a raincoat, the weather's looking, you know, I'm, I'm trying to find the resources that I need specifically for the journey ahead of me. And... There, yeah, it just feels a little bit overwhelming because there's so many question marks, again, still back on the question mark train. Um, and so while I have been saying, like, don't need to do tutorials, um, just target the specific next steps that I need to make and just find content that'll teach me how to do that, I... Uh, I will do that, but also I have a Udemy course on iOS development and I will start doing that because it is structured and it covers all the base basics. Um, I think it, a lot of it is a bit of a waste of time. It's 55 hours long and in my experience, 55 hours of video content when it comes to programming is actually a lot longer because you have. it's not like you just blast through 55 hours of content without pausing it or without doing work. So um, it's a long course and if I do the whole course, then it, yeah, I won't have a lot of interesting, maybe I will actually, who knows? I just, I just projected that I wouldn't have a lot of interesting things to talk about on the daily, but I guess I probably would. Anyway, that's my current strategy right now is to start progressing through the Udemy course. Uh, but first do that tutorial that I found, which seems to be just hitting it on the nail. And maybe my whole strategy will change after I, after I finish that tutorial. So I'm going to start with that tutorial. Then the plan is to go and start progressing through my Udemy course. Because it looks like, honestly, such a great course. It's, it's made by 
a lady who teaches, um, she's like the, the lead teacher at a thing called the App Brewery, which is like a, um, a boot camp, an iOS development boot camp. And it's got like 50,000 awesome, like five star reviews. So it's just a really popular course and it seems, seems to be very high quality. So yeah, I think I should do it in the end. If I'm going to build iPhone apps, I should do that course. So that is on the cards. Um, life update. I am, well, I'm, I'm sick, but I'm getting better and I am feeling motivated again today. And I'm super happy that this sickness and this dip in energy and motivation and loss of momentum seems to be a very brief, brief intermittent thing. Uh, so that is my update for day 18. Thanks for listening, everyone. And I will talk to you again tomorrow.